All right. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very, very much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program. I'll tell you, it doesn't come any class. I had one other time back about, uh, I think it was 1978, I had just started doing radio, and I had been in Portland uh, doing a photo shoot for a printing company I worked for half-time, and I was doing commercial radio half-time, and I walked into the studio and sat down and went on the air. My flight was that close. Well, today, got out of the car, walked into the studio, opened up my laptop, and pulled up the call screen. I am now plugging in my phone, which has my accurate clock, and I'm ready to go. Phone number, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. And uh, no good excuse like a slow flight today. I just had more than I needed to do before I left the house today. That's it. The uh, rain that we've had in the DFW area got me behind schedule. I just it took longer to get stuff done this morning. Good morning and welcome. Can you tell we're live? Can you tell that I'm behind schedule? Let's talk gardening. Let's talk about the plants at your place. Jared Taylor is in the other studio, and his job is to, uh, i got to sit up straight. Just I'll be right back. I'm going to sit up straight. Oh, gosh, this chair is not the best. Um, Mom used to tell me, sit up straight, Neil. Um, His job is to answer the phones and run the boards and do anything that requires brilliance. Mine is everything that's left over, (laughs) and that's to answer your garden questions. So the phone number, 888-256-1080. And uh, this time of year, as we finish up October, happy Halloween, by the way. Hope you have a, a scary uh, night, Monday night. Uh, my job is to uh, uh, try to give you the best of help in the fall. And this time of year, we have football games, we have parties, we have getting out of the house for the first time since it's almost uh, uh, stopped raining in, in parts where it's been raining for a couple of days. And the rain is so nice. I hope you got some of the rain. You know, I've been looking at the rainfall totals for the year and there are parts of South Central Texas that have had less rain than parts of Southwest and West Texas. <clears throat> I won't get specific because I'm not sure the weather bug app is always accurate, but uh, that's what I saw there. So I hope you're in one of those areas that's had had nice rain in the last few days because any part of Texas can use that. So we're beginning to get calls and uh, want to hear from you. It is uh, toll-free for the next hour. You can reach me at 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We're here every Saturday live to do exactly this. I've been doing this program for mid-30s now. I don't know the exact date because it started out as a recorded program. And then somebody said, I guess actually I decided, why don't I just do that live? I'm, I'm in between two other programs I'm just sitting there anyway. Why don't I just do it live and and, uh, let the stations uh, divert their calls live to me? And it's worked out wonderfully. I have to admit it was a little bit intimidating to start with. My first call today is from Amarillo, and uh, we also have listeners in Corpus Christi and Victoria, the other side of Texas. I have a a long-time association with KVLF in, in Alpine, that stands for Voice of the Last Frontier, and, and uh, Alpine is a, a favorite city of mine. Uh, it's a city of, what, 5,500 people and Sol Ross University, where my dad taught back in the 30s and 40s. Um, 
and where I lived my first two years after I was adopted. So I've always loved Alpine and uh, all the way to Crockett, where my cousin lives. And that's in deep east Texas. So there's a lot of diversity in this state. And so it's, it requires me to be on my toes. So give me a call. We have 33 stations, including my hometown of Bryan College Station. It's fun to, fun to get those calls. 888-256-1080. Let me uh, do my first break, and then we'll get the program underway. We'll come to Stephen in Amarillo, first call up uh, today. Um, some things haven't changed. Last week, I thought I was through with the offer on the, fir- on the fifth printing of my book, and the delivery of the sixth printing didn't come the day it was supposed to. Waited and waited and waited and finally called at 3.30, and San Antonio said, Well, they didn't get a truck. I forgot to call you. Oh, okay. So uh, I've, <laughs> I don't have anything else. I just left it on the website, and here it is. One last time. We did get delivery late in the week, but by then it was it was too late to make any changes on the website and other things. So you still have a chance, but not any longer after uh, after this weekend. Uh, you get a chance to get uh, one of the, the last remaining copies of the fifth printing of my book for $32.95, the sixth printing, uh, which I now have in my garage and will start selling as of midweek next week, will be $38.95, fifth printing, $32.95. So you might want to jump on this one, folks. I now can, with uh, firmness, say it will go up by $6. And uh, I don't have enough to leave this on much longer. I have just uh, just a limited number of these. I'll honor it into the six printing if I oversell, but uh, you need to buy right away. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It took me a year to do this book, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants that you're trying to grow. So now that we're about to turn the page into November, you'll have four pages of things you need to get done in November. November is quite a transition month, and it's all there in the book. And that's just chapter two. Chapters three through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. A month worth of my work in each of those chapters. 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback on high quality paper. And it's not in stores and not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. And I'll be putting these in the mail uh, midweek at the latest, early week at the earliest, this week, so just three or four days until they go into the U.S. Postal Service. And uh, so that is your opportunity for $32.95, satisfaction guaranteed. I have not been asked to refund a penny on any of the books that I have sold, so I think you'll be happy. Two ways you can order it. You can uh, you can order it online. That's the better way at neilsperry.com. That way you know you'll get it. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can do that right now, or you can call Monday morning after 9 o'clock. 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, but that better way is to order right now at neilsperry.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. 
Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value like that never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It also shows in the service that you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and they'll provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, and you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. So you get more with Mueller. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. That's MuellerInc.com because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. That's Kelly Robinson from uh, the uh, Texas State Radio Network. I appreciate him and all that he does to keep us flying here. We go to our first call. We have uh, Stephen and then Mary and Bowie. So we'll have those two calls. We have two lines open. If you'd like to grab one, simply dial in 888-256-1080. Jared will answer the phone when you do that. Funny how that works. Stephen in Amarillo, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning. Yes, sir. Uh, hope I don't lose you. Hope I don't lose you. I'm between uh, Panhandle and Border right now, and it's kind of hilly. But I got gotcha. you. Question. You bet. All right. Um, so we purchased a bunch of uh, fruit trees all season long, but we're planning on moving. We bought a new homestead, and we decided not to plant them until we got closer to the house being built. Um, so when is a safe time to plant all of these new fruit trees? And we've got peaches, apricots, crab apples, apples, fig trees. We've got the whole gamut. Um, so when would you recommend us planting these for the new homestead? I think you need to get them planted as soon as you can. They're in containers now in pots. Yes. Yeah, I'd get them planted right away. I heard one that just red flagged all over the place as it jumped out into my ears, and that's figs. Uh, unless you have some kind of superhero fig, I don't think it has much of a prayer of making it through one of your winters. They're not winter hardy okay. as far north as you are. Right. You might want to it's add a room. At least, I got it, at least I got it at 75% off, so if it's a lot, yeah. it's not a big <laughs> Uh, I I hope you know you might now I don't want to encourage too much figs are wonderful I love figs uh, but they they will freeze north uh, even at the at the Red River and and we lost all figs in the Dallas Fort Worth area in February of 2021 when we had Amarillo like weather I don't know how you guys survive Amarillo like weather we we admire you you're tough people <laughs> It, uh, it is, uh, you know, five minutes of one, of winter and then followed by immediately by five, by 10 or 20 minutes of summer. Yep. I gotcha. I gotcha. But I'd plant the, I'd plant all of them soon, Stephen, because nothing good happens when they're sitting around in a pot above ground. You lose a lot of winter hardiness when plants are up above ground. The root balls freeze 
and that's hard on them. It's hard to water them to keep them properly hydrated when they're up above ground. If it's down at 20 degrees and you say, rats, I forgot to water the plants, well, you can't do it then. And uh, so it's just better to get, get them in the ground. Okay, thank you very much. You betcha very much. Be well. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Mary in Bowie. Mary, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have two questions, please. Okay. I have some antique roses that belong to my grandmother out on her farm, and I'm wondering if now is the time to cut them back. And the other question is she also has, no joke, 7,000 bulbs. There's daylilies, to which I'm highly allergic. There's... Any other daffodil, jonquil, anything else that's a bulb. I have two neighbors that want some. When is the proper time to separate them and transplant them? Mary, it's going to vary depending on the type of plant. Uh, daylilies, for example, are not particularly bulbs. Um, jonquils are, and mm-hmm. uh, so each each one of them will be a different answer for you. Daylilies, the best time to separate or to divide daylilies would be uh, in Bowie, in, in north uh, central Texas, would be uh, in in late September or October. You could probably mm-hmm. still do it now, but the tops have started to die back pretty significantly. Is that correct? True. Yeah, it's better to do it when you still have good top growth on them so you can hold them better and, and see what you have. Um, if it needs to be done in the next 10 months, I'd go ahead and do it now rather than waiting until spring or summer. You don't want to do it then. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I, if I, I have always grown daylilies I've, at my high water mark, I had several hundred varieties, so I'm oh, wow. a day, daylily enthusiast. And, and, uh, if I, if I were dividing them now, when the tops have uh, to a large degree died back, because we've already had a killing freeze in much of North central Texas, I'm in the McKinney area. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would divide how am I going to say this so it makes some kind of coherent sense? I would divide on the big side. In other words, I would not try to divide down to one set of roots and one top. I'd, I'd give her a clump. I wouldn't give her a just a single uh, uh, plant. Uh, that way you know that you have a, a pretty good uh, uh, start for her on, on each of the varieties or on each plant that you give her. Let it be a, a clump of two or three plants. All right, as far as jonquils are concerned, they need to be dug earlier than that because they start uh, sending out root growth um, much earlier than that. So they would be divided uh, in uh, probably in August would be ideal before they start doing any growth. I saw jonquils up out of the ground uh, day before yesterday in the city of McKinney in a, in a city bed. And oh my! So they're 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 going to stop when it gets cold. They'll they'll just pause and no more leaf growth will happen. But they're above ground already. Some some okay. are not all of them, but that needs to be done earlier. What other bulbs do you have? Oh, uh, name one. We have it. It was she would spend Sunday afternoon sitting on the porch, and all the neighbors would drive by after church just to stroll around and look at her oh. bulbs. So she has some of everything. Well, make a list of them and then. Find, you can look them up online. Um, I, this is going to sound crassly commercial, but that's what Chapter 2 in my book has in it in that in that, that calendar that I talk about. You need to divide daylilies now, and that, that would be in the September-October chapters. You need to divide 
jonquils now and narcissus and daffodils and that would be in the late summer chapters uh, uh, portions of chapter two etc cetera, etc cetera. but there are other calendars out there the thing is you need to find something that is for texas you might look at the uh, uh, at the montague county i don't know if you have an active master gardeners program but cook county does and okay. uh, so would wichita county and so you could you could find uh, the information there and and uh, and and it would translate well for you well, I'll share with you this. Um, I had gotten your first edition book when it first came out, um, and then we had meth addicts who tore up the farmhouse. And while they didn't take the TV, they did take your book. So, oh, my heavens. Now. <laughs> strange taste. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, anyway, very, that's I'm my very, Christmas I'm very involved with, uh, we have a family member who got us very involved in, in drug fights and, and, uh, uh 12-step group called Families Anonymous, and so I'm very familiar with that whole ordeal, and that one sounds really odd. (laughs) Well, we're just so grateful that you're on the air, and I'll do everything you said, and and your book uh, is my Christmas gift to me. All right, Atta Girl. Atta Girl. Well, thanks for the call. Have a great day. Take care. You too. Uh Bye-bye. All right, that opens all lines. See, they're not filling in as fast as uh, as they do in the spring and summer i'm i'm used to this i've been doing this 44 years now so i I get used to it i don't take it personally so i just have to give the number more often 888-256-1080 give us a call won't you please love to see those lines fill up i tell jared this each fall he says neil i think it was like this last year and then i say yeah oh yeah it's always this way and then it uh, then it gets busy a lot of people are watching football games I went to Ohio State. I grew up in College Station, transferred to Ohio as a, as a junior, then came back and worked for A&M as my dad had for 25 years, worked for the Extension Service. So I'm, I'm an Aggie fan, but the Buckeyes are playing Penn State right now, for crying out loud. Yeah, if I were given the choice, yeah, yeah i got to admit, I'd, I'd be watching that game. But I didn't have a choice. I'd rather be talking to you. So here I am. Uh, but I hope you're going to call me, 888-256-1080. That sounded pathetic, didn't it? 888-256-1080. I would like to hear from you. All right, let me tell you about my electronic newsletter. It's called eGardens. I was working on it last night on something that I wanted to put in eGardens I thought would be interesting. And uh, it comes out Thursday nights. It is like an old-fashioned garden section where you get stories that matter to you. Hey, this applies to me. This isn't written by somebody in Washington, D.C., some syndicate somewhere. This is written for Texas. This is written for me. That's exactly what eGardens is about. There always are five stories. One of the stories is always a featured plant of the week. One of the stories is always um, uh, uh, gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that you need to do that weekend and um, that are time-sensitive don't get them done maybe they don't get done maybe you just have to chalk it up for another missed year Uh, another of the stories is our q a section which now has become very lengthy because i take your uh, your submitted questions first week i did it i didn't put any kind of a limit on it and we had 110 questions (sighs) we put a limit on it after that and so i answer 10 or 12 questions each week (laughs) That 110 taught me a lesson, Oh, and I got them all done, but it took me three weeks to do it, and, and even answering 25 or 30 
is uh, is more than I can handle. That was about three days each week just to get those questions done. I spent about two days a week on eGardens, and I enjoyed doing it. And I hope you'll take a look at it. You can see what it looks like by going to my website. That's where you have to sign up for it. It's an email newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Take a look at it where you sign up for it. There's a sample there for you. Go to neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my book, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, except this time you click on eGardens. Scroll down, you'll see the sign up, and you'll also see the chance to see one of the most recent issues of eGardens. And I'll see you there. You can join the 80,000 other people who are current subscribers. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Appreciate that. We have two calls on the hook and two lines that are available at 888-256-1080. Let me spell that. 888-256-1080. Simple as that. Give me a call. John is in Brenham. John, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Are you familiar with collard greens? I'm kind of. I told I told Jared off the air. You must have been over overhearing it. I am not a specialist in collard greens, but I can talk. Oh, a little I didn't bit. hear that. Oh, yeah. that's just as well. That's okay. I'll I'll do my best. What you need to know. The question is: Is it best to be selective and pick a few from each plant, or is it best to go ahead and cut all the leaves off one plant and hope they'll come back? I think I would probably harvest the the younger uh, uh, growth on them. Old growth right. tends to be very, very bitter on all of the uh, leafy vegetables. That's what I would. Right. That's what I do on all of the the crops of that sort. Yes, and now I got time. I got another question for you. You bet. I did a stunning okay. job on that one, so I think I can think I can stand up to you. <laughs> okay, a lot of a lot of these trees, the tips, you know, they're, they're several years old, but a lot of the tips they're turning brown. Uh, the very tips of the the limbs, you know. Right. What is what does that mean in the long run? What are they, John? What kind of trees? Uh, oaks, you know. Pecans, actually pecans too. No wet worm no wet worms this year was kind of surprising. Yeah, they come and, and go. One year you'll have a ton of them and some years you don't. Um, are you talking about live oaks or are you talking about mainly pecans or what are you no, live oaks mainly. The, the the tips of the limbs, you know, about three foot back there. There, there's nothing there, no leaves or anything. All right. Well, let me let me ask, uh, or let me just suggest something that I've seen places that I have gone. I haven't been in Washington County uh, since February of 2021. The cold damage from that extreme cold really, yeah. really got live oaks. And there yeah. are there are live oaks across uh, much of Texas that were actually killed by that cold. The bark on a lot of the live oaks uh, split, and the trees flat died. And then there were a lot of live oaks where the bark split and is still splitting now. And they have lost the tips of branches, maybe anywhere from 18 inches to maybe four or five feet of the tips of the branches. They look right. really weird. It looks like uh, it looks like there are a bunch of CB antennas or fishing poles sticking <laughs> out of the tops. And, yes, sir. And that's that's cold damage from February of 2021, where you see that. Okay. Now yes. on pecans, pecans were not hurt that way. Um, 
when when you see that kind of damage on pecans, it's usually squirrels that have girdled around the, they've chewed around the branch. I, I live in a pecan forest, and every year uh, we'll have some squirrels that'll just just go nuts way up in the tops of the pecans and go around and around. And then, and, and these are fairly large branches, uh, maybe not as big as my wrist, but almost. And right. then a year or two later, those branches will come tumbling down and you can see where they have, where they've been ringed. You also have an insect called a twig girdler. It's a beetle and that'll go after small twigs, maybe the size of your thumb or up to, up to broomstick size. Yes, sir. And, and those look like they've been cut with a, a pocket knife. Are you, are you safe? You okay? Yeah, I'm safe. I'm safe. Okay, I'm just good. making sure. Sounds like a good garden yes. dog. But but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. well, I was I was trying to help, uh, but anyway, right. those 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 look like they've been cut with a pocket knife, just ringed around, and eventually those drop also. So that's probably one of those two things. Neither yes, one sir. of which you can do anything about, and you just kind of have to pick them up and say, "Rats, it happened again," and and oh yeah, and move on with life. But the the live oak thing. Um, I'd, I'd watch your live oaks very carefully, and, and if the trees seem to be weakening, you need to be cautious that the tree is, is still secure, that it's not weakened enough that it might fall. Probably won't right, as far sir. south as you are. I appreciate your call. I, we had fun, John. I appreciate I, your call. I, and I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. That Same to you. Bye. You betcha. Washington County is beautiful. If you've never been there, go go in uh, go in the spring when the blue bonnets are in bloom. It is just it's historic and it's gorgeous. Brenham, uh, Gene and Brian, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How yes, are sir? you today? I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do today? Great. Help? I have got some spring bulbs. I've planted spring bulbs for years, and uh, when we lived in Dallas, we'd plant plant the the Jonathan or the Jonquils and the Narcissus and Daffodils and Hydrangeas at Thanksgiving time. Uh, being in Bryan, I don't know when that's supposed to happen. I've got, I bought them. I have in the refrigerator chilling. So when do you do it in this particular area? Okay. I grew up there so I can help you. Okay. You said Jonquils, Jonquils you can plant anytime you want. Uh, they don't okay. need the chilling. So, so they're okay. Um, some, as you know, some jonquils and daffodils and narcissus will rebloom. They'll come back and bloom year after year better than others will. Right. Generally, the smaller flowering, uh, earlier flowering types will do that better than the big late flowering right. things like, like King Alfred and Mount Hood. Those don't come back very well. Uh, you mentioned hyacinths. Hyacinths uh, do need that pre-chill. And so you would plant them same same time period as uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and that would be uh, uh, they need 45 days minimum at 45 degrees, and you don't plant them until uh, the last two weeks of December. So you're waiting. Oh, for, really? Yeah. You okay. Need to, need to wait until then. Okay. And the reason for that is you don't want to plant them into warm soil. In fact, in Bryan College Station, I would probably say the last week of December, right after Christmas. The reason okay. for that is the soil in, in Brazos County can be kind of warm, and uh, that that reverses the effect of your chilling. So, and, okay. and what for people who don't know what we're talking about, you have to convince these bulbs that there is a winter out there somewhere for them because they need that to, to bloom properly. Without it, they will bloom very short. They'll bloom at an inch or two out of the ground, 
and they won't look like anything. Uh, and, and so that's why we pre-chill them. And, and if you put them in the ground when it's still warm, then they go right back to blooming an inch or two out of the ground. And what was the third bulb that you had? Uh, Narcissus. Narcissus is in the jonquil group, so it, it goes back into that okay. category. Jonquils, yeah. narcissus, and, and daffodils are all grouped Okay, together. all right, all right. Well, we have some narcissus that have bloomed for years and years and years. I think it was originally a pot that somebody gave us and stuck it in the ground. Perfect. And it comes yeah. back every year, and it's great. Perfect. What took, okay. you to, what took you to Brazos County from Dallas? Uh, children and grandchildren. Oh, I understand that. I do understand that. They're kind of yeah. magnetic, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Well, I enjoy it very much. It's a, it, okay. When I left, there were uh, 6,000 people in College Station. Is it, has it changed? Oh, my. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe a little. Yep. Have a good day. A Thanks for the call. Yep. Okay. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, let me tell you about my book again. And uh, I, I keep saying this is the last time I'll do this ad. This one is the last time I'll do this ad. As I mentioned, uh, we were set to get delivery last Monday on the book. And uh, Monday at 3 o'clock, 3.30, I called the, uh, the, the people in San Antonio. I said, uh, I've got my guy standing by here to unload the, uh, the, the, the truck. Where is the truck? Oh, forgot to call you. I couldn't get a truck. Oh, well, great. So I had to leave the offer on my website. Um, Gretchen closed the office down and finally got away on her vacation. We waited and waited and waited, and so I just left the offer up, and it's up today. And the books did come late in the week, so this offer will expire on, on I guess we'll run it through Wednesday. But, oh, my gosh. So here's your opportunity. The fifth printing of my book $32.95. Great chance to get some Christmas gifts bought or buy one for yourself if you've been holding off because it will be $38.95 if you buy a book uh, after uh, Wednesday. That'll be a sixth printing. And uh, this is the book that is called Lone Star Gardening. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. I sign every copy as it sells. I guarantee that you will be happy with it or I'll buy it back from you with no questions asked. I, I may say this is the first time and I'll, I'll do that and I'll be surprised, but I won't, I won't challenge you at all. I promise you. I have not been asked to refund a penny on the book since we started uh, uh, selling this book. I self-published it, and I just decided, you know what, I want to make a book my way with the things in it that I know need to be there, not that some committee of a publishing house has decided need to be there. I've done that with four other books, and it was very unfulfilling. I love this book, and it's the best work of my career. So I hope that I'll have a chance to get one to you, and I've marked it down to thirty-two ninety-five to clear out the remaining copies of the fifth printing. I still have a few copies left. If you'd like to get one of them at that giant savings, it's pretty big giant savings for a guy who self-published his book, uh, I'll be glad to do it. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos in a hardback on high-quality paper, satisfaction guaranteed, signed copy, do it one of these two ways. Go to my website, neilsperry.com. That's the better way. That way you know you have it ordered before you forget. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can call my office Monday or Tuesday, 800-752-GROW. 
800-752-4769. The better way, though, is uh, to go to neilsperry.com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We go to Jay in Oklahoma. Is it Boise City? Is that right? That's correct. Uh, it's not pronounced Boise, though. We just call it Boise. But okay. uh, that's a fine point. No, <laughs> anyway, it's, it, it matters. Uh, it matters a lot. I'm sorry I did it wrong. How can I help? Well, as long as you get the zip code right, we still get our mail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, well, two or three things I want to mention. One is I've got your book, and I've gotten a lot of good out of it. I really appreciate it. I've had it about a year. And I intend to order another copy for my son, who is also in Oklahoma, although farther east in Tulsa. But uh, just because you're down there doesn't mean there's not a lot of useful information for us up in the frozen north, as you might think of us. But uh, right. anyway, yeah, anyway, um, we uh, had a, established a raised bed vegetable garden this year and had tremendous success with it. It, it was a, a terrible year, the early part of the year. A lot of hot winds and so forth, and it just made it kind of tough. But the long story short, it, it we ended up with produce to share with the neighbors, and uh, so my beds are um, a poly, actually water tub, but there's roughly 12 inches, maybe 14 inches of soil in the, these beds, and. Uh, I, I blended uh, peat and uh, other soil nutrients and what have you with it when I put it together along with topsoil. And so now we've had our first freeze, everything's dead. And what I'm wondering if you could suggest to me how, what the best thing I could do to have happy soil next spring where they're glad to see me coming with seed. <laughs> what can I? What would be the best way to overwinter these? In terms of working up the soil again, or in terms of what? Well, well yeah, just uh, anything I could do to enrich the soil or improve it, uh, where it could rest. Uh, what I would do overwinter. Yeah, if you have any compost that has been actively decaying over the course of this summer and fall. I would work an inch or so of that into it, or two inches in, and uh, I'd do that now with a mini tiller and and uh, let it be uh, uh, mellowing uh, over the over the freeze thaw cycles. Uh, that'd be the the okay. main thing. I probably, if it were my garden in a rather confined area like that, I'd probably add a bale of peat moss and a little bit of pine bark mulch as well. But that's me. That's what I like to use. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds good. But I would do it now and and let it uh, let it have the winter to to get ready for your early spring plantings. Right, right. Yeah, uh, in our spring planting, uh, if we plant before June, we're wasting our time. Really, well, not, nece- uh, and that that, made- not necessarily. There are some crops that need really cold conditions, onions and English well, peas. True. You have to plant early. I don't know what you're going to plant, and I don't want to go through that whole list right now, but, but there are things that are, are definitely planted ahead of others. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you on that. But 
we're, it's a, it's pretty basic. Uh, right, I understand. Doing, but, well, I I better run. I'm but, I'm running late in my program, but but uh, I would I would work the soil up now and let the let the freeze thaw help you pulverize everything and and uh, loosen up the soil. Okay. That will help it help keep it okay. in best shape. Yeah. Hope you have a great day. Yeah, I really I mean, appreciate your your comments. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, we I've sure enjoyed the your book. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you much. I, I must run. Have a good day. Drive carefully. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. And I, uh, Loretta in Washington County, I'm trying my best to get to you. I'm going to do a really short version of my website, Ed, so you'll hear me trying to get to you. My website is neilsperry.com. That's where you go to buy my book. And this is the last chance you have to get it at thirty-two ninety-five. That's where you go to sign up for my electronic newsletter, E Gardens, N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. That's a sixty-second ad done in about fifteen seconds. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings, and they also think of durable metal roofing. But the name Mueller means so much more. It means you will have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you will have a company in business for 90 years, standing behind your warranty. And it also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553 or stop by one of their 33 locations, MuellerInc.com. Because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And we go back to the phone lines. We go to Loretta in Washington County. Loretta, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning to you. I have a real quick question to ask you. I have some amarillo bulbs in a plastic pot, and they used to bloom beautifully every year. And this year they didn't bloom. Should I put those bulbs in the flower bed? All right, and these are these the are ones pot. that originally were uh, were bought for Christmas around the holidays. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, and how many pots do you have? One or more than one? I I just have one, but there's probably about six bulbs in the one in that one pot. So it has multiplied over the time. Yes, sir. Yeah, they are they are now uh, crowded, and they do need oh. to be planted in the ground or uh, repotted into a larger pot. Um, to explain in kind of hasty terms, uh, that type of amaryllis is uh, is subtropical. It it won't handle uh, really hard freezes like the northern half of Texas would have. You'll be all right where you are. But I would okay. still make provision to protect it if it gets extremely cold like it did in February of 2021. So that's mm-hmm. one thing to think about. But uh, they bulbs have a plants have bulbs to get them through a bad period of weather, whether it's drought or whether it's cold or whatever it is. In the case of these things, it's drought. They have a dry period, and so when we grow them in pots, it's a good idea uh, in September to lay the pot on its side for uh, six weeks or so and let the, the top growth dry up. 
then repot them, put some fresh potting soil around them, and let them then grow so that they will bloom around the Christmas time. We start that about the 1st of September, repot them in late October, and away they go. Uh, that's a way of doing it, but you need a new pot each time that you do it with fresh potting soil, and by the time they've multiplied and you have six bulbs, you need a much bigger pot, or you need okay. to break the, break the bulbs apart and repot them individually. But you could certainly okay. plant them outside as far south as you are, and they do wonderfully. Put them where they get some oh. afternoon afternoon shade. I'm about out of time, but afternoon shade, morning sun. Hey, I appreciate your call, Loretta. Everybody, thank you very much. Jared Taylor, nice job. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Till next week, happy gardening.